Welcome back, haters. Welcome Jackson Transplants, the Welcome Committee for Transplants. Jacksonians, welcome, but not necessary. In episode 40, I talked to Candace Cole, journalist and communications director from DC. is my birthday, October 12th, still awaiting you guys to wish me happy birthday. Um, October 17th was our one-year anniversary, and then the Halloween's coming up. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Um, I was about 12, and my mom told us we were no longer going trick-or-treating, but we were going to harvest night. So I'm going to ask you, um, Halloween or Holy Wing? <laughs> So first of all, <laughs> happy belated birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely, uh, I do Halloween yeah. and All Saints Day okay. on November 1st. <laughs> but Holy Ween is yeah. a new one for me. Yeah. Like, Holy Ween just kind of sounds like, yeah. <laughs> you know, pick one. Yeah. <laughs> like a big oxymoron. But um, I definitely have great Halloween memories. Okay. Um, always into, like, the dressing up, the mm -hmm. makeup, the getting into character and all yeah. of that. And, um, you know, like, when growing up in D.C., like, my mom and uh, my uh, other, like, older cousins, we would, like, all get together, and it would be, like, us little ones, and they would take us to Capitol Hill, and yeah. we'd do all of our trick-or-treating up there, yeah. and it was just a blast, and it still is, you know? Yeah. Um, of course, we don't go trick-or-treating anymore. Yeah. But. I want to say I took my child on Friday to the Mississippi Natural Science Museum. I think that's the name of it. Mm -hmm. um, we we're supposed to be museum hopping, but we got there super late. And yeah, so it didn't work out. But anyway, so <laughs> we're going to these different stations. And they're like, oh, you want candy? I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. Well, first of all, she's one, and she doesn't have as many teeth, so she can't oh, eat yeah. candy. Then there's like... 8 o'clock, I'm like, no, sis, we want her to go to sleep. So. Right. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so do you have any Halloween plans? Um, not at the moment, but, like, last year, we just kind of fell into something and ended up making, like, this last-minute unicorn costume. So, <laughs> I mean... It's it's during the week again, yeah. you know, but I might be able to get away with it. Yeah, because it's day is Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, so far I know about Urban the Foxes. They're having a party and they're having trivia. Um, I didn't get to, and I may get a chance, but haunted houses are a big deal for me. Um, and people like they're not as scary here. I will say. Because I try to go. Me and my husband, we did like a haunted house tour. We hit all of them, like an entire region. So. They're not bad, and they're affordable prices. Mm -hmm. But um, so he had the audacity to have a work trip that was totally out of his control mm -hmm. <laughs> all Halloween night. Um, so yeah, know. he won't be with me. So I'm trying to figure it out. I've contacted someone, so maybe I'll have a babysitter so I can have an open night. But yeah. I'm like, I don't care if you have to go on this trip that's mandatory every year. Like, why would it be on Halloween night? Of all you nights. know? Right. Yeah, of all <laughs> yeah, like, do you really need this job and the pay bills? I don't know. <laughs> So we'll see. Like, there's so many things that are going on. But, like, if I can catch a haunted house maybe during the week before he leaves, that will be cool. Mm -hmm. Or I might just, like, watch, like, scary movies all night and then be too scared to go to sleep. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> super down with the haunted house thing. So, yeah, like, so, like, the most Halloween-y thing that I've done yeah. this month has been uh, my husband and I went to New Orleans about two weeks ago. And uh -huh. we went on a ghost tour. And so, like, I've been on, like, maybe one other ghost tour ever, and that was in Williamsburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, Williamsburg doesn't have anything on yeah. New Orleans. Like, <laughs> so we went and, like, so, um, you know, it just, like, so many disturbing stories. Yeah. One of the sites was this mansion mm -hmm. that apparently, like, this crazy lady, like, had all these house parties in, but she was, like, torturing slaves. Wait, have you ever the... seen American Horror Story? Like... No. Okay, so there was a one in, like, Marie Laveau. Angela Pass plays Marie Laveau. Okay. But that season is about that particular house. Oh, is it really? Yes. See, now I'm gonna have to go back yeah, and watch that. Yeah, that's, like, one of my favorite seasons, too. 
unfortunately, okay. but fortunately. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, the only thing I was going to say about it is, you know, she was like, our tour guide was like going through her whole thing and saying how Nicolas Cage bought this house, not knowing the history of no it. No way. And then it was like, ever since then, his career has tanked. He went to go see like a fortune teller or somebody. And this fortune teller was like, yeah, you got to go buy a plot in this, uh, in this cemetery. What? And then once you die and do all this stuff, then a curse will be broken. I was just what? like, oh, this is way too deep. I don't know, like, you know, and it's like, my husband and I move around a lot, yeah. so it just kind of, like, made me think, like, I would love to, to live in New Orleans, but then I'm like, where would we live? Yeah, I would, I would, de I would definitely, like, Google, like, the history of the house, like, him not knowing about the house he was moving to is ridiculous, because it's a very popular home there, mm -hmm. um, but I would definitely, like, research the home first, just in general, but I think if I ever moved back, I would probably move to, like, it's between like Uptown and Carrollton area. I feel like those are safe areas. Okay. <laughs> Look at so yeah, you know, French course is really cool in theory, yeah. but yeah, just that uh, having to deal with if you know your buildings on it or not, but also like just the noise associated with it mm -hmm. and all of the activity. Like I wouldn't want to have to deal with that, you know? But, right. um, but I wish you guys could have gone like Halloween day or Halloween night in New Orleans is basically mm -hmm. Mardi Gras number two. It's the exact same thing. So when I was telling my dad that I had plans to, um, either I wanted his parents to drive out here and babysit, <laughs> I was gonna find a babysitter. And he's like, y'all do stuff in the Jackson. I was like, they do stuff. I was like, it's not on the scale of what they do in New Orleans, but there is things to do out here for it. Right. Or whatever. So now he calls me a tourist. But anyway, um, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. But look, it's, you just gave me an idea, because I'm like, I am not beyond getting off work and driving down there and it's, driving It's back. so much fun. It's been a little while since I've been, but I would say I would rather go there probably for Halloween over Mardi Gras. Because, of course, there's more people out there for Mardi Gras anyway, mm -hmm. but I would rather be out there yeah yeah for Halloween like night. and then everybody's like dressed up too like having fun it was like makeshift parades just happening and stuff and everybody's shrinking so yeah <laughs> it was fun um yeah so i don't know I'm, I'm not sure what i'm gonna do i feel like i have to do something though especially since i'm saying it's my favorite holiday i have to yeah yeah <laughs> so um when did you arrive in jackson and why so this is my second time around. Okay. I'm um, living down here. So first time I moved down here in 2014. Okay. As a reporter. So I moved from upstate New York down here. So it's like two extremes. Um, yeah. Stay down here a year, but a lot happened within that year. Like mm -hmm. I met my husband, um, made a, a lot of like great lasting connections. Mm -hmm. Um and then ended up moving to uh, Richmond, Virginia okay. after that. Continued on reporting, went from there to D.C., back yeah. home to D.C. to uh, continue on reporting. And had every intention of staying there. Um, and then the opportunity came up for me, um, you know, to consider coming back down to work for the city yeah. um, as a communications director. So, you know, I just kind of, I took it and... Thankfully, my husband was like, you know, maybe uh, gritting his teeth a little bit. Yeah. But he, he came on back down. But he had been down here, like, forever. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love D.C. And I remember the last conference I had out there, I'm like, okay, I need to move out here. Because I'm in school for policy. I was there for a conference for policy and administration. And I'm like, this is the place we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But then throughout my search, I learned everybody's thinking this is the place we're supposed to be. And, you know, like, my years in government and my education in government meant nothing because everybody has that experience there. So, and then I started hearing about people, like, piecing jobs together to afford to stay in D.C. And I was like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. But I did love it. I, I mean, I love D.C. Um, I love busboys and poets. Oh, that yeah. end up being my favorite place to hang out just because I like that. Of course, you can get food there, but then you can get, like, cool books there, too. Yeah. So I remember, like, packing my... I had, like, 14 books um, coming back. You sound like me. <laughs> yeah, you sound like me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I have a cousin out there as well, so I 
plan on crashing to stay out there at some point. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I was like, and then I was, I'm the type of person where I have to stay in the city near mm-hmm. the action. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking at apartments and stuff, and I was like, well. <laughs> you know, there's some affordable places. Okay. Um, you might not, you still be in D.C. proper, just not, like, downtown. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm trying to remember. I think, like, the street I was saying on is, like, 14th and like mm-hmm. university or something around that area and I was like I need to be here yeah, yeah. No, I understand completely <laughs> yeah okay so you can't like how has it been since you've been back what kind of things are you working on so <laughs> it has been an adjustment yeah but I will say that uh, part of what um, encouraged me to come back down is the fact that my first experience um, down here was, you know, the, the people made it. Yeah. And the people continue to make it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, even though, you know, there aren't quite as many amenities yeah. not as what I'm used to. But right. I just feel like um, the biggest draw besides the people also was just... Um, so far as my work goes, mm-hmm. the believing in the direction and the potential of this city. Yeah. And one of the one of the things that I kind of just kind of deal with is the fact that, you know, DC. I love DC, mm-hmm. and it's like, but I'm I'm way more involved here yeah. than I am at home, and I wish that I could contribute some of this energy to what's going on at home too. I definitely feel that way. Yeah, like I feel like we're on two different sides of the spectrum to where like right now, and I I feel it even more right now because in DC, like we are seriously at risk of losing our identity mm-hmm. from the things that have happened. Um, <laughs> on Howard's campus from transplants, you Listen. know, like just like di- being disrespectful. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you come in, if you come into a. But that's interesting space. to feel even comfortable enough to go on the campus. Like, I don't think anybody's going right. on Jackson State. <laughs> right. I like, think people, I think people, uh, kind of confused sometimes like seeing dilapidated homes or vacant properties they confuse mm-hmm. that with crime so i don't think they're going to jackson state right but like where uh howard is located that's different yeah so yeah but that's very interesting i mean i even i stay like right there about Be- by bell haven and there mm-hmm. was a sign up saying like no dogs mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like don't even come over here right with that but like, it's like <laughs> to have the gall okay to one walk your dog fine but then to tell <laughs> on the news yeah tell them to move the campus yeah move yourself yeah you know like <laughs> nobody okay and so. I, that was one thing i i paid attention to because I do have a black ground in urban planning mm-hmm. it's just how many cranes were up yeah. at that time when I visit I was there like this still is just as many everywhere yeah. so I can tell there was a lot and I you know I was talking to people about like how they felt about it and of course they felt a certain way mm-hmm. um with all the development it's kind of challenging um when you get into gentrification but um yeah that was one thing I noticed it was just cranes everywhere yeah. so yeah and see and so like that's the thing and that's kind of the the parallel the parallel that I'm trying to draw to mm. is the fact that in DC you have the the gentrification has been in effect for I'll say the last I don't know 15 to 20 years maybe okay. of, of of when you first saw you know things starting to take that turn right yeah and it sucks because I know I love Starbucks. Yeah. I loved it when one like ended up yeah. within walking distance from my house. Yeah. But don't move all of me and the rest of my neighbors out just for you to put your Starbucks here, yeah. right? And here, I feel like there's such a potential for growth yeah. and investment, but it's going about it the right way so that yeah. you don't displace the Jacksonians that have been here, yeah. that didn't leave, yeah. that didn't Who's been here through everything. in the flight yeah. of decades ago, right? Yeah. That got us to this point in the first place. So right. I feel like there's, you know, there's an opportunity here to do it the right way. Yeah. Well, I... One of my previous episodes, we're talking about Detroit and about the partnerships they had with so many, I guess, um, I don't know if it was like millionaires, maybe it was that, but also like just organizations and agencies in general, like investing back into the city or like assisting black entrepreneurs. So it was something 
that will be like way more beneficial because the thing is I always tell people I always support small um, business and entrepreneurs over corporations mm-hmm. in general or chains in general just because those are the people who are like the foundation to like every city in general mm-hmm. you know other places if they don't make a profit they're out of here right. some people will struggle through not making a profit and shut down and be into debt because they believe in the community so much right so yeah so it's, I don't know it's definitely an interesting thing and, and and I guess we can roll into my not next question, just like a statement or conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a large responsibility, like even from journalism to the communications director, it's about, um, like you said, kind of communicating the potential of Jackson maybe, or Jackson in general, where people mm-hmm. don't feel like they're not in the loop. That has to be very challenging because like we just hear a lot particularly from our suburban counterparts who probably mm-hmm. work here, and then... <laughs> okay, that's a whole other time. Who work here, and you're okay, always like, right. Jackson is so dangerous, and it's hard for me because I'm from New Orleans, mm-hmm. a far more dangerous city, mm-hmm. and Melvin has brought it up several times that people would get sloppy drunk in such a dangerous city. Mm-hmm. But then here, they're like, oh, I don't even want to stop for gas in Jackson. Or I just fly through Jackson. So that would be an interesting role for you to be part of something like that. Because I know it's your job, but I would imagine I couldn't help but take it personally as well when you hear things. <laughs> it, is, it is very... Um it, it definitely comes with its challenges. Yeah. And I will say this, Jackson has crime like any other city has yeah. crime. And <laughs> I think I think part of it, you know, the problem is, well, I'll say this too. Um, you know, any life lost is mm-hmm. one too many. Right. Right. So there's that. But yeah. then there's also the way of which I feel like our local media has a responsibility to not just focus on any and every shooting. And I think that it's just too easy to do that here, especially having been a television reporter here, right? Um, I feel like I have a lot more insight and appreciation Mm -hmm. for where I am now, especially with the role that I play and like Mm -hmm. just kind of like really seeing for myself how things, you know, are. Um, of course, you're always going to have trouble spots, but that's in any city, Yeah. again. And I guess I've always wondered about that. Like, the first seven minutes of the news is, like, hardcore, like, murder, mm-hmm. robbery, crime. Yep. And then it goes to, like, the lighter stores. And I'm always wondering why they can't start out that way. Is it because there's a demand for this, for people to do this? Are they just, are they forced to demand on us? I don't know. It's because if it bleeds, it leads. Oh, okay. okay. That's that's largely the mentality, and I won't say that for every newsroom, yeah. but it's all a ratings, you know, yeah. scheme, too. Um, but I just think it's unfortunate because as being, like, a part of your local media, you are supposedly a part of the community, too. Oh, okay. So what do you really want to see happen here? Yeah. You know, yes, you have a responsibility as a reporter and as a news organization to tell the people what's happening, mm-hmm. but that's a good... And the bad. Right, right. Um, That's interesting. Because, you know, like for me at one point, I, I feel like if I consume a certain level of news and that's how it always starts out, it makes me a little bit more paranoid than usual. Mm-hmm. And that made me just not watch news anymore. I rarely, if ever, I can probably say maybe a few times this year in general because I just don't like it starting like that. Yeah. So usually I come across news if it's an important article, I come across it on Facebook like eventually, but mm-hmm. I will say I rarely seek out and I'm subscribed to a few um, newspapers here like via mail but like I rarely mm-hmm. like seek out reading a newspaper or um, watching the news just because it's like uh, I can't do this yeah. like every single day. I was one of those people who had to watch it in the morning mm-hmm. and then watch it at 6 and then watch it at 10 yeah. and I I do realize like my parents and grandparents watch it like that and that's why I feel like they're so paranoid like you're going out it's it's five o'clock but it's nighttime it's just because that's like that's all they consume all day so mm-hmm. it's like as soon as you step out your house you're gonna be murdered so I'm assuming that's what <laughs> but look, you know but see and you're saying that as just as a consumer right of news imagine getting all of the raw material yeah what before we decipher through what we can actually put out yeah so like as as that has made you that way I am still hyper vigilant yeah you know, it's just like you know and that's just that's just come with the nature of what I've traditionally done. Yeah. So, but... Um, That's what I'm wondering. Like, are people really watching the news like they used to? Because we're getting all of this on social media now. And then we have um, some self-proclaimed people who are like... 
<laughs> out there like reporting the news as well and, and like getting the facts wrong <laughs> let me well, let me say that getting the facts wrong but you know but these people have a following and you know they can have a following just because people are not well informed so right. like I ride the line because unfortunately like I'm in the field where I should be informed and I feel like mm-hmm. I do like the bare minimum just because I feel like I need to protect my mental health yeah but yeah so like are people still consuming the news at a level they were doing like 10 years ago um you think I would I would say so but not in the same way yeah right because we are so hyper connected now um and you can get everything like just kind of like instantly on your phone so where we saw the decline of newspapers like a few years back you're starting to see more or less a consolidation of television stations where they're getting swallowed up by like these big media conglomerates um but even the television stations are going more digital yeah um so I I do think that there is um the level of consumption is still there but it's more of a also like our attention spans are not like what they used to be yeah um so it's more like the headline give it a headline and the first you know sentence or whatever and i'm done with it i know what happened yeah that's true i will say everything you guys put out i see on facebook Mm -hmm. so even sometimes my grandparents like i said all they do is watch the news they're retired (laughs) so they'll call me like did you hear about this in jackson i'm like yeah five hours ago (laughs) it's like i saw on facebook already right (laughs) so yeah I definitely like even council means like I stream that now which you can stream it from the website but you know like Facebook my app is right there it's easier to get to than like going to the website and going through the next page and the next page so yeah so yeah I will that's why I was wondering because I'm like I don't I rarely maybe for the weather yeah. but other than that <laughs> well I'm happy to hear you say that you use our Facebook pages yeah. to um because that was something that we just kind of started doing with yeah. the past year and a half or so yeah so um the, the only drawback though is our older community who's not like so yeah. comfortable with like digital and so you know we have to try to figure out a way yeah, to that's interesting. keep them in the fold yeah you know? yeah um, they're really good about showing up they'll show up to meetings oh though. yeah oh yeah they <laughs> if they can honey like yeah. that, you know it, it's like I wish you know we can inspire more people especially like yeah. around our age to mm. be like that committed and, and that you know into it but then again we are all being pulled in constantly constantly different directions like where do you even have the time yeah well I always tell people like you can stream it like you can sit at your desk at work and listen to it and if it's a night meeting you can just watch the next day like that's the good thing about it being on Facebook you have to wait I know like the web page sometimes you have to wait a few days before it's uploaded it's like you can just go back there and just click and watch it so yeah right (laughs) so yeah and so like I guess, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you know. Um, I was just going to say, like, the other kind of, like, challenging thing, because you had uh, mentioned, like, you know, there is a faction of of folks here that do have, like, their own following, but they're more or less, like, bloggers, and, you know, the, the... the asinine thing about it is that, mm-hmm. you know, we try so hard to be proactive and not be reactive right. with what we put out there. And, you know, especially like when I first got down here, now don't get me wrong, when I was a reporter, like I knew like some of the mess, mm-hmm. but it's just on a whole different level now, like being immersed when you work there. And the, let me say the interesting thing that I probably shouldn't say, <laughs> like you don't have to be the person in charge. Just like being, right. working for the people in charge right. or being a so like walking past that office will almost make you a target as well. Yeah. That was one thing I learned. I'm like, I'm just an employee. Like <laughs> I don't even make that much money. Why, you, why am I in mess? But it was such an interesting thing you yeah. know that and it definitely affected me as well like it took it's yeah. taking some time to like even having this podcast and having the courage to do that before I was like I just kind of want to be invisible right. because I went through so many things just being in association with I'm mm. like I, I'm not even a boss right but yeah <laughs> you still become a target regardless yeah. so yeah and it's like you know like we we try so hard like, there are so many great things happening yeah in this city um and so much of it kind of like happens you know behind the scenes it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily to the forefront and and trying to like push some of that stuff out you still get hit with with, yeah there's so many reasons why this isn't a good idea and it's like 
okay, you claim to love this place, mm -hmm. but do you really? It's like when all you can see and all you can think of is the reason why this went, won't work or can't work yeah. or why you think there's something nefarious going on. Yeah. And really, you don't know what you're talking about. Or if you put out some news like, hey, we're doing this new initiative. Well, y'all should be putting the money towards the streets. Right. <laughs> Do you understand, like, how that goes long back it to takes, be, yeah. right, to fix a crumbling infrastructure? Yeah. You know, like... Or, or and it goes back to being informative, like you said, because then people learn about different budgets for different purposes and different yeah. departments and different roles and responsibilities. So, yeah, I would imagine, like I said, it's a very... I wouldn't want... <laughs> I would not want you know, your job. I, I didn't know but, that I wanted it, but I kind of, I just saw it as like, well, this yeah. is a new opportunity for me to like really, to me, it was more like a, a, a mission-based task. Yeah. More or less like I had, let me tell you now, this ain't no, no shade, no tea, no whatever. Yeah. But I did not have any plans on ever coming back down here yeah. to visit. Yeah. You know, so then it, it was like, I finally have my, you know, not my dream job, but I'm reporting in my hometown. Yeah. Like, I'm good. We got a house. We're good, blah, yeah. blah. Now you want me to come back there. Yeah. And that's okay. the funny thing about Jackson. I think for the most part, I feel like Jackson does not let people go because mm -hmm. I spent so much time, like I told you, I was looking for work in D.C. I was looking for work everywhere. And I'm like, nothing is working out. I think I'm going to have to accept that I'm going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Jackson is interesting like that. It will snatch you back. Yeah. And it has. Yeah. Quickness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But yeah, like I, you know, it's hard for me because I have like the experience on the inside, but I'm not, now I get to see things from the outside and I do appreciate being kept in a loop. Um, I think one thing that people have to learn about government in general, it's just like in general, I think particularly in the case of Jackson, I'm not an expert in Jackson, I feel like I've been here long enough where I can comment, is that we have to play a role in things as well. So sometimes, you know, something is absolutely, like, I can't go out there and fix a, a pothole, but maybe I can cut a lot next to me. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like, you know, even, like, for programs to help, like, human and cultural services and stuff like that, mm -hmm. it's, like, it's some things we can do as a community or we can do as nonprofits and churches. So that's the only thing, like, if, like you said, I talk about that, if you guys care, you have to take on more than just shopping local. Like, right. Jackson kind of needs to help. So it's going to be... But that's a start, though. Yeah, it is, it is, it is a start you trying know. to keep, your, you know, your tax dollars in the city. But, like, you have to participate and contribute as well. That's why I get to feel like I am... Like, I do get to complain some, because I'm like, I've done my time. Mm -hmm. I worked in local government, and I try to participate as well. <laughs> I don't try to just complain. But right. that's something that's very important. I wish you guys could say it, but I know you can't. But it's like, hey, what are you doing as well besides complaining? Uh, I mean, <laughs> we don't... <laughs> I understand tax dollars, but like I said, yeah. in certain situations, you know, you're going to need more participation than, like, just, like, paying your taxes and going into your house yeah. and minding your business. If I, you can. Yeah. And, like, I will say this, and this was one of the overarching themes of the city, of the city address that we just had, mm -hmm. is... You know, trying to inspire people to, one, take ownership of your space and of your community. Right. And find ways in which the city can work with you, that mm -hmm. we can work together on this. Mm -hmm. um, because the city is only going to be able to do so much in this capacity. Right. right. But then it's also, and, well, let me just... I'm going to stop there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will say it, but it's some things you guys need to pick up on. So, <laughs> you know, and that's Yeah, fair. yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, like, I, I saw that even growing up. I remember, you know, of course, it takes nothing to flood in New Orleans. But mm -hmm. the days we knew we would get some heavy rain could cause flooding, I would see my grandfather go up there and not only clear the drains just directly in front of his house, but, like, on our street. Right. So something like that. Like, if you know you experience flooding, and if you can't, if it's something as simple as clearing out your own drain it's like do that why would you want to complain to the city and keep calling 311 they're only going to report it one time by the way i don't know if y'all know that you can make as many requests <laughs> as you want to but once they have it in it's in and that's it so and you know like if you can go out and do something as simple as that and you know like why have your street flood deal with possible damage in your house mm -hmm. then complain and then keep experiencing it 
Like I said, if yeah. there are some things that you can do, like people should definitely be empowered to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. So I did kind of witness that growing up. So something, especially like even going through Hurricane Katrina, a lot of us didn't have the luxury of waiting for government to fix our homes. Some people right. went back and said, right. look, I need to be back in my house. I need to start my business. I'm just going to finance it on my own. Right. If, Like I said, if you can, if you have the capacity to do that. So I think that's right. something that I would like to see more of here. Mm-hmm. Like I see people verbally say, you know, I love Jackson, but it's like, what are you demonstrating through your actions? Mm-hmm. And this is some this is somebody who has like in their tagline, <laughs> Jackson is welcome, but not necessary. So if I'm saying this, <laughs> this is a sad thing, you know, <laughs> if it's coming from me. But yeah, so we'll take a break right here. The Mississippi Party Bus is a party bus rental company that provides a safe and fun VIP-style excursion rental service for the metro area as well as the state of Mississippi at affordable prices. The Mississippi Party Bus can be used for any occasion desired, such as birthdays, bachelor-bachelorette parties, weddings, graduation, and prom. Customers can party safely while getting transported to different locations. Check them out on social media and book your next event now. And remember, the motto of the Mississippi Party Bus is, we drive, you ride, and you party. Jackson, Mississippi's only alternative culture shop, Offbeat, is your one-stop shop for comics, records, and designer toys. Located in the heart of Midtown and Black-owned and geek-operated, this store is home to the best alternative artists. Visit Offbeat today at offbeatjackson.com for more info. Okay, so I like to ask if there's either advice and our recommendations for transplants to um, places to eat, things to do, places to get into trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess number one, I have to say I really appreciate um, what you all do Mm -hmm. um, for us Jackson transplants. Thank you. Because, I mean... (laughs) You know, I only know of a few things. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to go to one of the perceived hole in the walls, like for yeah. something to eat, because they have the best food. food. Yeah, they have the best food. <laughs> my husband swears by gas station ribs. I'm just not ready to go there. Which but. ones? Okay, because my favorite <laughs> ribs right now are Jefferson's Grill. And it's a gas station. I'm not going to lie. Okay. But what I will tell you, I'm sort of bougie, so I cannot right. go into the gas station to get it. My husband has to bring it home. So one time I went in there, and I was like, I tried to, you know, be a big girl and go by yeah. myself. I was like, yeah, so I see why. So those places are definitely like my husband has to pick it up to go for me. Yeah. Like, I'm just... You know, the whole, this is a gas station. They're, like, selling tall teas, and yeah. it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm the same way because I would just be like, mm-mm, I'm not, mm-mm. But I'll tell you what got me again. We were on a trip to New Orleans, yeah. and there's a, an exit off of, and I don't know if it's Kenner or, or where, but anyway, there's, like, this gas station uh-huh. and they got all the gumbo all the red beans and rice yeah. all, the, all the seafood and so yeah. like I was like okay well you know I guess like the only difference is so we have a lot of corner stores like pre-Katrina we had a corner store in like every neighborhood so they would sell food so when you think about it that's kind of hood but I think that gas station was like okay this is my limit mm-hmm. but the interesting thing is when I first got to Jackson where one university place is there's a place that sold catfish but they also fix shoes and I was like absolutely not when I walked in and saw like boots next to this like fish tank, I just gave my. It was like I remember it was like catfish and fries. I just gave my plate my plate away, uh, and I remember asking him. I'm like, you have ketchup? And they pointed like at a water bottle with ketchup in it, and I was like, just you can have this food. I cannot. Melvin shook his head. I think he might remember, but I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. But I've learned to like you said. I've learned to. Um, I've become accustomed to it because it's literally the best food and the places that are the nicest with the great ambiance and great drinks. The food is kind of like lackluster. Yeah, it's like, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's really nice to hang out and chat, but like I'll eat somewhere else. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I will say this. Uh, you know, when we first moved back into town, we went to this um, pretty popular uh, barbecue place amongst some, you know, crowds. Yeah. That was the blandest yeah. barbecue Melvin, I've ever do not had say anything. in my life. And this place was jumping. I was yeah. just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, never again. Yeah. Um, and I will say this. This is not, this is not a great point. Yeah. But... 
And be careful where you get your Chinese food from. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Yeah. I might lay that on the table. But some of my favorite spots. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I definitely love um, cultivation. <laughs> See, I'm glad someone else, you're the first person really? who likes it as much as I do. Because I feel like Melvin judges me. I'm like, oh, because for me, it's like there's something for everyone. Yeah. I will say the drinks are a little pricier than I want them to be, yes, but I still buy them and yeah. I still <laughs> I still encourage people to go there. But it is my favorite place. But I have um, a place I like to eat there too. I can get my beignets and I like the coffee there. I like yeah. a lot of the places, but Melvin really thinks it's uppity i feel like why, why are you why are you so because he's like you really love that place i remember like the last time i brought it up and i think two or three times we met we met there like for and then we like went there for lunch but i feel like you he was like you really like that place i like the coffee place and Lupo is, ooh. Yeah. I, look, I, and I'm going to say this, I am not opposed to uppity. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's open seven days a week. Where yeah. else is open seven days a week? Literally, like, nowhere is open seven oh, days a week. Oh, my gosh. That is a big stick in my side. Yeah. How they but... shut down, yeah. Now, I'm going to say this. So, last week... Yeah. You know, it's Sunday. It's 7 o'clock. Oh, we want sushi. We're going to get hibachi. We went by two places. They were both closed. Yeah. And I'm like, dag on. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, is it the type... Like, is it that, oh, everybody needs to rest and have time with their family? Because I'm thinking, like, if you want to rest, you just hire somebody else, and they can have it open for you yeah. Saturday and Sunday. But that was something that I had to learn, not even just the weekends, but, you know, when you're younger and you want to eat after 10. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. And I've said this several times, and I don't. I don't care. I hate Waffle House. I hate high hop. Okay, especially Waffle House. It is the dirtiest. I don't care. It's so dirty. And people are like, the dirtier it is, the hooder it is, the better food. And I'm like, I don't know how you guys consume it, and you're not sick. But like, those were the only options. I had to kind of learn to be like, girl, if you don't eat by like eight nine, you're gonna be screwed. Really? Yeah. Wasabi was the only place that stayed open on Sunday. Which place? Wasabi, downtown. Oh, oh yeah, the they're not, not with us anymore. Yeah. yeah. You think they closed closed or like they relocated? No, they're gone. They, they legit, uh, Holy Crab, which is all also now closed? Yeah. And when they yeah. put that uh, pool table in there, Wasabi was over, I'm like, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, well the, I think like the hard part was, let me say what probably was like the downward spiral was the construction that happened on Capitol. Mm -hmm. I think that was a, a issue and some people feel like they don't want it bad enough to have to like find a way to park or walk there. And then unfortunately downtown is like lunch crowd period. Like it's hard. It's very few people. Like people fly the hell out, out of Jackson like at 501. So that's hard too. It's like if you can't make like the bulk of your money during lunch hour then like you can't make money. But I feel like you know if places because like my husband and I were just talking about this today. The only place literally that's open now downtown is Estelle. And Estelle by default is attached to the Westin. So yeah. of course it's gonna be open. But you know, like if some of these lunch places thought about doing like Saturday and Sunday brunch or something. I mean, one, it would draw more people down. Yeah. Like, you know, and it would give them, you know, I would think more of a boost. Like yeah. we have the Mississippi Book Festival. Yeah. And I don't know how many thousands or, you know, hundreds of people, but it just kind of like broke my heart to be walking up. Uh, what is that, Congress, towards mm -hmm. the festival, and I'm seeing these people, and they're, like, wanting something to eat. They're walking past Basil's. They're walking past um, uh, Kiefer's, mm -hmm. and, you know, I don't know if Sweetie Pie's is open or whatever, but they're all like, mm, we're so hungry, there's nothing to eat out here. I'm like, you yeah. walk past three restaurants that don't care to be open. Even if you're going to be, like, you know that things, these things are coming, like... Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking. I think there has to be a way to be like, hey, we're about to have this major thing, we're estimating this amount of people down here, because the the sad part is, and it's scary to me, and I'm not sure, I have not heard of a solution, there may be, mm -hmm. is that there are so many hotels. Like, when I worked in a township, I'm like, all these, why are they putting up so many hotels? I was like, this does not make sense to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're pre, like, they're planning. Like, you know, I have yeah. an urban planning background. They're planning. There's, like, a hotel going up by the airport. So they're going to make it a way where 
if possible, you can fly into Jackson and not have to ever really enter Jackson. It's yeah. like, quote unquote, fly into Jackson, but never really have to actually go inside Jackson if we're not careful. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't have a restaurant. I don't know how hard it is. I don't know how risky it is. But I definitely think in certain situations it makes sense where you need to be open like late. I remember, I don't know what day it was. I think it might have been Saturday. I went to Godfrey's. That was closed too. But I think, you know, like even in his case, I think he might be the only one in the kitchen like cooking. So it's like... But see, this this to me is a whole like mentality. Yeah. It's like... Where's your sense of urgency and competition? I, I yeah. will say that is as one of the things that I have noticed, mm-hmm. and I hope that it turns around um, for the potential of the overall scene. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, to your point about the stuff being built out by the airport, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of land that is still considered Jackson. Yeah. And I hope that if anything, we benefit build it there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, to me, even if I did fly, and like in many situations, you fly into like a city outside of like the major city. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I was visiting somewhere, because I'm an urban type person, I would still want to go into the city. But many other right. people, because I remember my mom calling me, her friend had a conference and she's like oh she was still told to stay in like Madison I'm like why would she stay out there well you know like somebody told about the crime inject mind you my mom was calling me from New Orleans <laughs> I think she had someone she knew from uh, Jackson who had, like, told her all this stuff, so that was unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for some people who are not well-informed, they're like, oh, well, there's a place here, and we can eat here, and we can stay here, and we can shop here, and we don't have to ever really enter the city limits, or we can catch a shuttle to the convention center and just shuttle right out. So, yeah, we have to be very, very, like I said, very careful about what's happening around us. And I think sometimes we we can be caught up in things that are not as important, and, like, while we're caught up in that, like, the suburbs is just, like, going ahead and, you know, Mm -hmm. which I think township is beautiful, but, like, ultimately it's, like, still a suburbs to me. Like, I don't care. Like, I just don't like the suburbs. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I, I mean, part of it is just that, like, I am like a city person and I'm an urban planner as mm-hmm. well so like my preference is the city yeah so I don't really hate y'all for real except for Rankin County and their drivers but like I don't hate them for real <laughs> anyway do you um you like you have any other favorite places or any advice or anything um, let me think so I'm glad we're we're here on Cultivation Hall you're yeah. the only other person I know everybody else is like oh they, they're kind of high you know it's like I, I love Cultivation because it gives you such a variety of things yeah. that I'm used to in yeah, and other uh, wouldn't areas. that work perfectly downtown? Yeah, oh my goodness, like a like, full cart. There's so oh, it would be great. It would be so great. Yeah, um, it's like one of the reasons I was later getting here that I wanted to be was because I had to stop at the only Starbucks in town, which yeah. isn't anywhere near downtown. Yeah, so, um, but it was like uh, I so I do enjoy Fourth um, for like a proper night out. Yeah. You know? Um, that's like one of the newer places that's opened up. I love them as well. I yeah. love their seafood dip. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> the best. And they have like you know little highbrow fancy pinky out drinks. Yeah. Get. <laughs> I love their bathroom. Oh, their bathroom. The is women's great. bathroom is beautiful. Like yeah. it's it has to be the prettiest bathroom. And then I will say Cultivation Hall's bathroom is second. Because yeah. I love their wall, like the wallpaper and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I always go there for the seat. And last time for homecoming weekend, so I ordered my food to go. We didn't mm-hmm. go there. Anyway, everything was booked up anyway. You couldn't go. Yeah. Everything was like, I think she said, cause I was like, I saw all the ropes. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, yeah, everything's like booked up. But anyway, I'm, I told my husband, I said, because it says a shareable. I said, this is not a shareable for me. I was like, you can order your own. Right. I will not share. So when we got our food, he ordered like sliders or something. He was like, can I have some of your dip? I was like, didn't I tell you to order? And I made sure I ate as much as I can. And when I couldn't eat anymore, I'm like, you can have this. Mm-hmm. But if I could have eaten everything, I would not have shared with him because I explained to him, this is not shareable for me. Yeah. So the first time I had it was a shareable, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Like, nope. <laughs> um, I do really enjoy Fondren, too. Okay. I feel like I get just the right amount of, like... Uh... Doesn't Fondren feel like it exists in, like, every other city? It does. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's why sometimes I'm drawn to it because yeah. I'm like, I, you know, sometimes if I want to be like artsy in my my head, like I'll just, you know, be down there. Yeah. But, oh, I love the fact that we are getting this new movie theater that's supposed to be opening up in the Capri building. Yeah. 
and Jackson doesn't have a, a movie theater right. right now. So right. hopefully, I'm looking forward to seeing like what that's actually like and all about. Yeah. Um, definitely love Godfrey's. Like, yeah, their food is like really good. Yeah, it's <laughs> really. I'm starting to go there more and more now. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm right now. I'm at the rate of at least once a week now. Yeah. So yeah. So. <laughs> and see, and so the other thing though. Um, I will say that I feel like everybody should, um, you know, like take their time and like explore. Like, don't mm -hmm. be afraid to go to, um, you know, different places, different sections of town. Um, One Block East is super cool, mm -hmm. especially like for like your super late late night and yeah. like you don't, you're not worried about counting calories and you just want like, greasy <laughs> and like you want to maybe play checkers or or whatever. Like, yeah, it, it's a. I feel like that's a really cool space. Yeah, and um, you talked about Salam. Uh, before we got online. Yeah. But um, I know, like, she and her husband have this eco-shed yeah. place, so I haven't been there to check it yeah. out. But um, They have a lot of events there. Yeah, like, they do. Like, I would say, I would encourage people to, and I need to follow my own advice, to yeah. um, try to check out, like, some what some of the local scenes are. And, like, I follow uh, the Plug Jackson yeah. and get some ideas from them. And, like, last week there was... Um, there was a, it wasn't a farmer's market, but it was like Jackson Flea. Yeah, say. I went there too. Yeah. Did you get a chance to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like that was cool. I will say, I feel like Jackson has a nice budding uh, brunch culture that is yeah. evolving. Yeah, which is and nice. now we can drink earlier in Sundays mm -hmm. because to wait to noon makes, I never That's understood. Crazy. Is it supposed to be like you wait until after you? You've gone to church in the morning. You wait an hour, and you're like, "Oh, I can send now." Like, right. is it? <laughs> That's what I, I feel like it's like. Yeah, cause like when I'm home, like brunch is my favorite thing, and it's like we're early, up early, and yeah. we're like drinking until like the afternoon. You're like which, 10 a.m. Hit me. <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. I think you guys should know this by now, cause I think I'm gonna be going home like probably this upcoming weekend, okay. and it's so funny, cause my grandmother is always like, "Why y'all didn't go to church?" And I always give her like some excuse and she was like y'all could have went to church and just did that but my like, girl I'm at brunch right. <laughs> right. I mean, I, which sounds terrible for certain people <laughs> but like I don't go home to say it's so close I don't right. go home often enough so I like to meet up with my friends yeah. and drink for hours I feel like that's <laughs> one of my favorite things to do on it the is weekend is to go to brunch and I will say like for a while if you go to certain places, it's like you just have to know that you're not. If you go to brunch there, like yeah. Babalu, yeah. you're not doing anything for the rest of yeah. the day. <laughs> but um, Green Ghost has a pretty good brunch too. I actually. didn't know that brunch. I, it like it just started. Like okay. they just started this up like maybe a couple months or so ago. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just I'm a big brunch. Person. So I went to Manship last weekend and we were talking offline. I was not feeling the greatest, but mm -hmm. I'm like I still need to go to this brunch. And then they had they were like, oh, we have two for five, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> do we? <laughs> so and the only reason I stopped at four is because I had to record. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I was like I have to record my podcast in 20 minutes. That's the only reason why. And if people listen to the episode. So last week, I started off the episode saying, listen, I've had four mimosas, and I don't know where this is going to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, I definitely, definitely, and it feels like, and like, I hate to say this, but it feels like Sunday is the day you're supposed to have a brunch. It does not feel like Saturday is the day. Like, Saturday is the day you rest because you've worked all week, and True. Sunday is the day before Monday, so you need to have brunch and be completely relaxed. True. So, yeah. But. Maybe they can move church to Saturday. <laughs> But uh, I, I'll say this though, I, my appreciation now for a Saturday brunch yeah. means that if I overdo it at brunch and I maybe like wake and like continue on. Who's doing Saturday or, brunch though? Like, well, Green Ghost does Saturday brunch. Amalu oh. does Saturday brunch. Okay. Um, I, I want to say Brent's does Saturday brunch, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. So it does. That doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Saturday brunch. I don't know. I, I you know, <laughs> I've kind of gotten used. 
used to it because I feel like if I overdo it yeah. on Saturday, I still have Sunday to recover. What, what time are you having brunch on Saturday? I feel like I don't want to wake know. up early Maybe on Saturday. Maybe like two. <laughs> okay. Maybe one. I, yeah. not, definitely that's not as fine. early as Sunday. Yeah. I can, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can wake up early on a Sunday morning to have brunch. I cannot wake up early on a Saturday. Yeah, no, no, no. People are like, oh, we need you. And I'm like, oh, on a Saturday? Like, I don't like doing things on Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. Like, here lately, it's been like, I'm just like dead to the world on my weekends. But yeah. I, I have to set major boundaries. I would imagine. <laughs> I would imagine. Even given my, my position, though, I'm just like, no. Like, yeah. This if it's not a pure if it's a pure emergency you have my personal number yeah. and we'll handle it. Yeah. But uh yeah, like I might, you know, wake up just, you know, do absolutely nothing, then one o'clock rolls around. And I feel like drinking mimosas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I'm learning like especially as an adult and I credit my daughter for like pushing me along, like this is absolutely my life and I do what I want, particularly mm-hmm. on a weekend. Yeah. So it's like if I for the most part I don't do anything on Saturday unless like you know, like we initiate, we want to, if we want to roll out of bed at four o'clock and finally do something, but more so like boundaries, like you said, that's very important, but like particularly to weekends, mm-hmm. it's most likely going to be a no. Maybe I'll think about it, but it's probably going to be a no. Right. So, <laughs> so I, I definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, where can people keep abreast of like all things city? So they won't have excuse about not knowing about stuff. Right. <laughs> well, so- for the people on social social media anyway all things city we have um our facebook pages of course um there is a city of jackson dash city government and we mm-hmm. have to do it that way because facebook is weird about whatever yeah <laughs> and on twitter it's city of jackson um same thing with instagram is city of jackson okay city of jackson yeah okay um what about you do you want these shady so- transplants <laughs> <laughs> So for me, I have um, two ways in which you can keep um, in touch, and that is through my Twitter, which is Candace Cole News, uh, no spaces, no underscores. Um, and then I also have my public uh, profile, which is just Candace Cole um, for Facebook. Mm-hmm. I also have IG. It's at Candy with an I mm-hmm. underscore girl. Okay. Um, but that one I'm a little bit more particular about. Yeah. So if you don't get a, you know, a, an accepted uh, thing because I have my privacy restrictions on, mm-hmm. don't feel too bad. It's just because I don't know you. So. Yeah, she doesn't know you or like you. So, oh, well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. This was a really good conversation. Thank we probably could have went on for hours, I feel like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, you guys can follow me at Jackson Transplants on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at JXN. Um, email me at jacksontransplants at gmail.com. As you know, I only sub compliments and positive feedback. I don't do constructive criticism. Um, <laughs> make sure you follow 242 Creative, who produces this podcast at Small World Studio. And I will talk to you haters next week. Bye.